Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Believe. I'm Onyx Stone. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you and your loved ones had a good weekend. Hope you were able to uh, get some things accomplished that were simply just do nothing and enjoy yourself. Either way, I hope it was uh, restorative and healing for you in a number of ways. Anyway, after the uh, the George Floyd funeral on um, this past, this last Wednesday, I was just drained and turned off the TV. I was only watching cable. I might as well watch cable. It cost enough. Um, and when I turned back on the television to local local TV and the news on um, yesterday, I had fresh sadness and fresh anger upon learning about the murder of Rayshard Brooks, another black man who was killed in Atlanta. Um, he was killed June 12th, 27. Who remembers when they were 27? Right, full of youth, full of energy, full of vitality, um, full of dreams and hopes. And at 27, this man's life was snuffed out. And while I am a firm, firm, firm believer that every Black person in America needs a therapist. Um, I just believe that from all of the historical generational trauma, in addition to your own experiences and surviving life, that a paid professional, um, not a pastor, unless your pastor, he or she is trained in the art of therapy. They have some credentials behind their name. Um, not your best friend, not your sister or your brother who shares in the same trauma with you. Um, not a group of friends. No, a paid professional that is able to journey with you, to process with you, to walk with you, work with you, and help you heal. And as these two, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice acts like it wants to, no voice you saying <laughs> this morning. Um, as I have thought about the murders of these two men, um, George Floyd, now um, Rayshard Brooks, and every time these stories come up, um, I think about the mothers of this this long line of of black men, beginning with you know Emmett Till's mother, all the Trayvon Martin's mother, Brianna Brooks's mother, Sandra Bland's mother. Um, Mike Smith's mother, excuse me, Mike Brown's mother and and all these mothers and several of them, I think for the most part, all of the 
the recent and and by recent, I mean, within the past 10 years, the cases that had been high profile where black men were murdered by um, the police. The mothers were at George Floyd's funeral and 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 every time these mothers or these families hear these stories, it must open up a little part of the wound that they one day hope will heal. And to not be able to heal ever, um, you know, has to be traumatic enough within itself. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the, the necessity of placing mental health as a priority. You know, for some people, it may not be their first thought about themselves. It may not be something they've ever been allowed to think about, um, think through, think over. Um, They may have just known or grown up in a family where, you know, we just deal with stuff. We just handle everything that comes our way. And um, I always want to suggest that there's always a better way, another way to do things. And that as we have um, developed and matured and we have now new information, you know, it's okay to do things differently. It's okay to break outside of the norm of what has been the normal within your context. It's okay to say, that's how generational curses um, get broken. That somebody says, I'm starting a new way. And resistance always comes into play. Family systems are like every other system that, um, (laughs) and, and what do systems do? Exactly what they are supposed to do. And so part of family systems working the way they work or family systems not changing is because, God forbid, one of the members in the system, they get healthy. Um, They they, they learn something new. They transform. They change. The system has to change. And so when you're talking about your healing When you're talking about the recovery of yourself, I know sometimes people, you know, I know people who can't make a decision about what to eat. And I mean, it sounds funny, but it's very sad. But I know adult grown people who cannot make a decision without, I got to call my mama and see what? So unhealthy. And of course, mothers are the people we first learn love from, right? To be a mother is a heavy task, but an amazing task. Um, And we just have learned or heard that nobody loves like a mother, And I'm not bashing anyone's mother, not even my own, but I wonder when people, if people are able to kind of sit back and then really look at mama in new ways, 
right? That some mothers through their own power plays, control and manipulation of manipulation, which by the way are all forms of abuse, haven't always been so healthy for us. It's hard for us to sometimes say, you know what, that's my mother is wrong. My mother didn't have, that wasn't in my best interest. And have an honest conversation. I know adults who cannot be honest with their parents. God forbid they say no or that's wrong or I disagree. It was swear um, they threatened to kill somebody. But again, when you think of family systems and how systems are designed to work, and how in all of our families, we have roles. And so if the role that has been assigned or the role that has just become a part of, of one's identity over time is not serving, serving well, maybe it's time to change it. In addition to all of the racial trauma in the world, um, yeah, we have so much trauma in our own personal lives and our families, and we certainly don't want to, um, you know, keep carrying these loads of baggage that there seems to be no safe place to, to release and, and to put these things down. Um, I am very saddened by another black man's death. And so when the chant then is heard in the street that Black Lives Matter and a person can't understand that, it's like I said um, a few episodes again, when we can't hear the weakest among us, the littlest voices, children's voices, when we fail to listen to children, um, you we're not a society that cares about children, that children should not be hungry, children should not be homeless. Forget all of that. Children should not be sexually exploited and abused. And yet it happens every day. It happens in places of worship. It happens in the school. It happens in the home. Like, like children are not safe. Children are not safe. And I'm going to say that the way sexual abuse and predators operate, um, we probably only have maybe about 15 to 20% of, of knowledge about what really happens to children in America. Because people grow up thinking, I couldn't tell anybody, I can't share that. Nope. And, and voices are silenced. And so when we're trying to constantly silence those who are saying, I want to be seen in my humanity. And here other folks come missing the point, because, of course, the first thing racist people say is I'm not racist. You absolutely are. I love everyone. No, you don't. So many lies. Um, I've been reading through, trying to slowly read through um, 
White Fragility, White People. This book is for you. It's written by a white woman. Her name is Robin D'Angelo. And I'm a firm believer when it comes to racism. I'm not the one to explain anything to white people. I want to give them resources so they can learn the knowledge from one of their own. That this is a great time to um, do some anti-racism training. Anti-racism training is one of the best trainings I have ever attended in my life. It should be mandatory everywhere we go. It should be mandatory for people who want to serve in leadership roles. It should be mandatory for clergy and churches. It should be mandatory um, in our schools. I mean, it should be mandatory across the board because excuse me, the amount of money, hello, that is floating around. It's never allocated to things that actually are need. Excuse me. What is going on with me today? Um, it's never allocated to things that are needed and necessary. Nope. Mm-mm. Never. Never. You know, I thought about all this money <laughs> that has been raised for COVID-19 during the during the pandemic, especially when everything first started. All these um charity events. Like I'm not sure why I saw this on, on Instagram. The billionaires and the millionaires were saying they were gonna have raise-a-thons month, you know, something to raise money for to help poor people. So you want the poor people who are struggling to give you money to go help poor people. That makes no sense. But that's what we often jump up to do, right? And so, and then on the other hand, I'm seeing food banks, literally the budget gone because of the great need and the amount of people who, out of the blue, needed food. Who then gets this money? Where is it going? Greed, capitalism, sickening. But again, who's listening? Because, I mean, whole people, they will be our ancestors from Africa, were brought here, enslaved. And all white wealth was built on their free labor. And no one seems to think anything is wrong with that. But whatever. And so these systems that are set up and children then getting the least. So when I say that children should not be hungry, think about it. <laughs> they really shouldn't be. Mm-mm. No reason. Have you ever seen little children? It's so heartbreaking. It's so just just breaks my heart. Have you ever seen little children that are, I mean, just dirt caked on them? I've seen them both white and black. Lest anyone thought, no, no. Uh Uh-uh. Seen them black, seen them white. Seen them Hispanic. Seen them Chinese across the board. But you I've seen them in dirt is just caked on them. And what I probably didn't recognize at the time, but now I can tune into it and see it. And it's 
It's so sad. It's such, such deep, deep sadness, just wells of sadness in their eyes where they're holding their pain. Heartbreaking. I saw that yesterday on the news conference with the Brooks family. Just wells of pain, of sadness in the family's eyes. What do we do? Do we, how do we begin to rise from this? I can tell you it's a long way up, long way up. So um, if you are in need of mental health help, please seek it out. Um, that there are hotline numbers for free. Um, I would suggest for those that have insurance and can pay for um, help, please do. If not, there are um, a lot of 1-800 numbers that are available for you just to talk some, to, to someone. Um, I work sometimes um, with people who, you know, they are resistant to therapy and healing and anything holistic and you know my suggestion suggestion to them is you know maybe you should go about 25 to 30 they've never been offered the option for therapy and they oh my god are in such desperate need so one of my suggestions is like maybe you should drive about 25 you know 25 to 30 miles outside of where you live and go to an AA meeting where no one knows you right just dump all your stuff in that meeting and and you'll feel so much better you're like but I don't want to drive far that's why you can't get help you're worthy of a 25 minute drive if for nothing else than peace and quiet <laughs> if nothing else then 40 minutes one way if it if it's that far 40 minutes another way by yourself to think yeah yeah about knowing our worth and, as someone said, adding tax. <sighs> breathe in, hold it, breathe out. Breath exercises. That's what we'll have to start doing in the post-pandemic world is, you know, really just breathing, taking deep breaths. Deep breaths. A lot of inhaling and exhaling a lot of inhaling holding it and letting it go and that the more we do that the lights just went off in my apartment and came back on everything life is beginning again <laughs> Right, as I was saying, release. What can you do? What can what can we do? What can we do? Anyway, all this tragic news keeps interrupting what I want to talk about, but I'm going to talk about it. Hopefully, I'll talk about it um, on the second podcast this week. And I wanted to talk about rest being holy. I'm talking about it. I'm talking about it. 
It needs to be talked about. The holiness of rest. Absolutely. Anyway, I, I hope you have a, a great day. There is a lot of negative and sad news in the world. But hopefully you have good news that is coming your way. And I hope that even as the bad news can seem very overwhelming, that you're able to find a sweet spot and stay there. I want that for you. I want that for you. We will continue to, I will continue to send positive thoughts towards both the Floyd family and the Brooks family. They will need it. They will need it. Um, so you stay encouraged. I'm tapping out. I'm Onyx Stone. Keep believing and keep healing and keep doing the best you can until better comes your way. Have a wonderful day. Bye.